So we welcome our young people who are getting ready to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. Thank you all for sitting in the front area. It's usually kind of empty and I feel kind of alone, so thank you all for that. Um, a lot to think about. We, we ponder Word of God Sunday, the whole concept, like I said, like Jesus is the Word of God. Think about the, just the word, word, right? Word. Like, if you don't say anything, no one knows what you carry inside you. The Word is the way you express who you are. It's the vehicle through which you communicate to anyone else what you carry on your heart, what your deepest thoughts are, and basically, again, who you are. So when you think about it, like God wanting to reveal himself to us spoke his word to us. We talk about the Old Testament. I think it's the letter to the Hebrews describes the Old Testament. God speaking in many and varied ways, partially. But now, in Christ, we have the fullness of the word of God. Christ is that perfect expression of the mystery of God. Is God in the flesh for us to see, relate to, walk with? And we can ponder that we even have the scriptures, like the word of God written in human words. How does that work? That you have the divinity clothed in humanity. Jesus himself and even scriptures have that struggle of getting through the human to the divine word of God. And we could do a whole theological treatise on that. I wrote an essay on it. Just kidding. But I also think that today, for a couple of reasons, it's worth pondering that by analogy, not perfectly, but by analogy, you, Amelie, are a word of God. You are an expression. Much like the sculpture or the painting is an expression of something in the artist himself. You make visible for us to see something of God. You are a word of God. You reflect in a way that no one else will and no one else can. Some special trait of God himself. He wanted people to know him and he made you. At some point, he thought of you, he imagined you, he considered all the elements of potential that would be you. And in a given moment, he spoke your name and you began to be. And that word has echoed. You know what yesterday was? Yesterday was my birthday. 45 years of that echo. I think for the first 12, that echo drove my, fa drove my family crazy. But after about 12 years, I was more or less tolerable because they started sending me away every summer. But um, <laughs> you being an echo, a ripple, if you will, think about it like, like God wanted you to have an impact on his story. I love that phrase, history, his story. God called you to have an impact on his story. And through you, through your potential, through things that you've said, done, the relationships you've developed, accomplishments you've achieved, you've had a ripple effect. We talk about Legacy Sunday, this idea of the fact that your life has an impact, has a ripple in creation, a unique and unrepeatable effect. And it's an invitation this weekend to ponder, first of all, with gratitude, the ripples so far, the impact so far that you have had in creation, in life, in existence. You've made a difference. Look at God, what God has done through you with gratitude. Look at what God has done through maybe your parents with gratitude. We look back at the legacy that your life is and has accomplished thus far. But we also are challenged to look ahead 
What do you want your legacy to be when you run, by the time you run out of time? Let's say St. Paul in a second letter. Time is running out. What will your legacy be? And we want to invest wisely. We want it to be a lasting legacy. Often with legacy, we think about like, okay, the financial legacy, right? You want to bequeath a large legacy perhaps to your family. Recently, okay, I'm 45, I was encouraged, hey, Father, you should write a will, because if you have $20 when you die, you want that going to be, you know, being well invested. Hopefully I'll have more than $20, but, so I thought about it. I would like that money maybe divided among my 10 siblings. Well, no, I'm sorry, 10 of us, right? We're 10 kids in my family. So I thought about that, okay, so that's easy, $20 or whatever I'll have when I die, divided by 10. Wrong, because I won't be there, right? So it's divided by nine. That got complicated, so I can't, can, can we keep the even 10? So, okay, maybe I'll try and help my siblings, but also maybe I'll take a tenth of it to be invested for some other thing that I want to have a, an impact on and for that impact to last after I'm gone. Some charity, maybe a sports program that helps me or an academic institution that helps me along the way, maybe in my parish community. I can have a lasting impact and just financially. But that's just the financials. What about like spiritually, your spiritual legacy? The legacy of your family your time, your talent, where you invested that. So again, this is just a weekend to think about that. The movie, um, the, Christmas, the, the story, The Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge, or if you prefer the rated R version, you can watch Spirited. It's a good movie, but not for the little kids. But Ebenezer Scrooge, like he focused on himself. All that wealth and all that God had given Ebenezer Scrooge was being spent where? On himself. What good is that? And that's the whole message of the story which is why it's a classic, because it still touches a deep chord in the human heart. You don't want that to be your legacy. You want something greater. And I could end it there, and it would be a short homily on my unbirthday, just for you guys, but I won't do that. I want to invite us on this Sunday to ponder your parents and your grandparents. Because for me, that's actually a legacy that you are able to see right now in effect. It's a real thing for you. Your grandparents invested their time, their talent, their treasure. They invested it in their family. They gave your parents, their kids, they gave them an upbringing, maybe as best they could. They invested in you. And we can sit there and it's true, like our parents are not perfect, they make mistakes along the way, but their lives, their choices, their time, their talent and treasure have had a ripple effect already. You can ponder that a little bit, think about it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit how that legacy has affected, still maybe affects, Luling, if you grew up here, how it affected Hanville High School if you went there, or whatever school you went to, that they went to. It affected your faith community, because guess what? This faith community is built upon the shoulders of your parents, your grandparents, their neighbors. All that they did, they did to invest in this community, you benefit from. And they've left you a legacy in that. Think about their careers. That career has left an impact if they are a teacher, just for an example, ponder the ripple effect of one teacher. If your mom was a teacher, if your dad was a, te a teacher, that's a huge impact. Because the domino effect of those seeds sown in the souls of hundreds and hundreds of kids continue to bear fruit long after that person may die. If you were a teacher of the faith, if someone taught PSR or tried to transmit to you the way to eternity, that's an eternal ripple effect. 
That's a huge investment with a huge return. I do encourage us, pray for parents and teachers of the faith who try to pass it on. That's perhaps the greatest legacy. They say, if you want to go and change the world, go home and love your kids. You are your parents' greatest legacy. You are the greatest investment that they've made. We ponder the impact that you have had already. I'll take a moment just to think about my own parents. So like I said, we were 10 kids, which meant what? We didn't have a boat. We didn't have an extra thing or other. They invested in us. And we really, well, we didn't appreciate it much growing up, but we appreciate it in hindsight. Fast forward, um, my grandparents, years and years ago, when I, I was able to go to Jesuit, and when I go through the halls of Jesuit, there's a, a name up there. My grandparents thought ahead. They could have bought maybe a boat for themselves or a bigger house. Instead, they decided over the years they would put money aside so that there would be a scholarship for someone who couldn't afford it themselves to go to a Catholic school and benefit from that. And so many people, long after my grandparents died 40-something years ago, continued to benefit from that legacy. My parents, I mean, we tried to influence uptown New Orleans. That's kind of tough, so we did our best. But fast forward 30, 40, 50 years later, they continue to impact Chicago, New York, where my siblings live, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania. My niece number 36, born in Pennsylvania, like we're really influencing Pennsylvania for some reason. Um, Baton Rouge, Texas. That's my parents' impact. Ann and Jack Dardis. I mean, ask me, they were nobody. But they were somebody. And they've had a huge impact on society. They've even impacted Luling, Louisiana. And they didn't even know where it was. I hope I've done some good for my parents while I've been here. But that's their legacy. We can't take credit for what we do without giving credit where credit is due. Because my parents invested in that troublesome son. And even things that will last long after you're gone. You want to have a lasting legacy. So I think about myself. I was so proud when I got my first Nintendo. It was actually the first Nintendo. I worked so hard. My fingers were blistered after hours and hours and hours. And I finally saved the princess in Super Mario Brothers. And I did it 30 more times. And I was so proud of that legacy, that investment of myself. Later on, I played baseball, Little League, and I was so proud. I didn't get most valuable player. I got most improved player. But I was proud of that trophy. I worked hard for that. I did. I managed to graduate Jesuit summa cum laude. I worked hard for that. I paid my teachers big money for those grades. <laughs> and that was a legacy. Later on, I went to Texas A&M for one year. I was in the Marine Corps, the Corps of Cadets there. And I worked hard, literally blood, sweat, and tears, going through everything they made me go through. I've never done so many push-ups in my life, never carried so much weight, never worked so hard with a band of brothers to do some crazy stuff to get my core brass. It was a big deal. I had nightmares for a little while afterwards, but it was intense. And I was proud of that legacy, that accomplishment. I, invest I had in invested a lot. But those... Investments, if you will, those ripples, they started with me and they ended with me. 
They didn't get very far. I give thanks to God that when I was 18, 19 years old, He changed my life in a beautiful way. And after spending 18 years on myself, He helped me focus on a bigger picture. What maybe my life could do if I focused it on others. And just like the gospel, like in some way, our Lord got my attention. He called me and said, Leave your nuts, leave your MVP, your MIP trophy, leave your, leave your Nintendo, leave all those things. And come follow me. And I give thanks to God. My parents also give thanks to God because people thank me. It's crazy for me to think about people thank me for what God has done for them through me. It's very humbling. I pray that he continues to sustain that legacy, if you will. But my point is not myself, but my point is each one of us are called to have a lasting legacy. Financial, spiritual what your family can accomplish and can be for the world. The impact you can have. Even our young people, you guys, the impact you are having, Addy, the impact you are having, driving your brothers crazy, it's is not for the, for the worst. You're making a difference. Keep driving them crazy. Whatever impact. God knows your potential. He knew it when he spoke your name and you began to be. And that echo continues to have potential. Do you know your potential? Ponder the legacy you want to have. Just to speak financially for a second, like years ago when I first got here, we, we did invest towards an endowment to help Holy Family continue to echo its impact on the future generations. If you benefited from the high, from the preschool, and thank you, by the way, for the presentation, Ariel, the, the preschool has had an impact because people before us wanted it to continue. The parish has had an impact today because the people before us invested and wanted it to impact those around you today and for future generations. You can make that impact continue. But it's not up to the whims and unpredictable futures. You can plan to some extent what you want to accomplish. You can plan a little bit the impact you want to have. And we're encouraged to do that. To think about it. Young people, your lives have so much potential right now. Look, by the time you get to 70 years old, your potential is there, but it's a lot less. Right now you're in your teens and 20s. That's a lot of potential. A ton of potential. You want to talk about how you could change the world. That word potential has something to do with dynamic, like explosive potential. Ponder that. And plan now so that it's a wise investment towards the future. A lasting investment with good return lasting return, perhaps even eternal return. That's why we do the idea of confirmation, the impact that God has on you and through you the impact he's allowed to have on others. We simply ask the Holy Spirit to help us realize what has been placed in our hands, to realize what it meant when God called your name, when God called you into existence. And as your name continues to echo through the years, ponder the legacy you want to leave behind. A legacy that may outlast you by many, many, many years. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.